freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches it's critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, March 25th, 2012, and we are now into the season of sacrifice, as I mentioned last week on the radio show, and we're going to be talking about that again a little bit this week. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, Vinnie Eastwood of the Vinnie Eastwood Show from American Freedom Radio. L really looking forward to bringing Vinnie Eastwood on the show. He's one of my favorite radio personalities in the alternative um, information community. And uh, Vincent does such a great job with his show, the Vinnie Eastwood Show. I encourage everyone to check it out. And uh, we're going to be talking about um, how Vinny got into doing what he does, uh, how he changed his worldview and what woke him up to the global control system, what some of his proposed solutions are for how we might get out of our current global situation. So it's going to be a great show with our special guest today, Vinny Eastwood, and we'll be opening up the phone lines uh, in the second hour uh, to take some of your calls with our special guest, uh, Vinny Eastwood. So... Uh, I do have one quick event announcement, uh, and that is, of course, for the free documentary screening and discussion evening hosted by Truth, Freedom, Prosperity here in Philadelphia. As always, this takes place on the last Wednesday of every month at Media Bureau Studios, which is in the Northern Liberties section of Philadelphia. Media Bureau is at 725 North 4th Street here in Philadelphia, and we will be meeting on this Wednesday, March 28th, 2012 at 7 o'clock p.m. Please note the time change for this month. We're bumping it up uh, by 15 minutes to 7 p.m. So uh, this month's documentary is going to be Slavery by Consent, a great documentary that I think everybody should check out. It features a lot of uh, great interviews, uh, including Jordan Maxwell. So uh, the this documentary exposes how we, the people, are seen as nothing more than chattel by the entrenched rulers of the global control system. It also explains how 
humanity ultimately enslaves itself by giving our consent to be ruled by these psychopaths and agreeing that we must somehow obey their dictates. Our true power as a people will only be found when we develop the courage to stand up and emphatically say no once and for all to human slavery. But will we do that? That is really the question that we must ask. So we're coming up to our first break. On the other side, we'll be talking to our special guest, Vincent Eastwood of The Vinnie Eastwood Show. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to miss this one. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio, and my website is whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, our special guest is Vinnie Eastwood, a radio talk show host from Auckland, New Zealand, with a background in the telecommunications industry. Vinny made a conscious decision to transition out of mainstream media and began to make his own news by interviewing activists about real issues that truly affect New Zealand and the world. Vinny's main effort is to encourage activists who live and breathe the issues and are not bound by corporate or political parties to become pundits, reporters, and watchdogs on the multifaceted agendas of the global elite. He hopes to one day be part of an alternative media revolution that will replace the mainstream media with something that is truly relevant. Vinny's radio program, The Vinny Eastwood Show, is broadcast every weekday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the American Freedom Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What on Earth is Happening, our special guest, Vincent Eastwood. Vinny, welcome to the show. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for having me, mate. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm a big fan of your show. I listen a lot. I think you do a great job putting the issues out there, putting this information out there for people to take in, and uh, you inject a lot of humor into what you do. I appreciate that effort, and um, it's a, it's definitely a unique take on what's going on in our world. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's something that I pride myself on as being uh, indefinable, right? To be a complex organism means you can't really be defined. You can't really be put in a box. Okay. And uh, there really is nothing like me, nor is there anything like you, Mark. And uh, people need to start recognizing that when you're looking at an individual, that's when you're looking at what the best there is uh, in the world that day. That's right. People really do have that, that huge amount of value just being a single person, just doing what they're doing. And that's why you get so many comments on uh, social networking sites and what have you of people saying that exact thing, keep doing what you're doing because right. they appreciate it, they, they value it, they know it needs to be there. 
and and uh, I've been getting donations as well, and people subscribing for like five dollars a month, and I give them audio, uh, well, should we say, commercial free, uh, edited archives and uh, special exclusive interviews, like last night, I think it was, or well, the other day anyway with uh, Henrik Palmgren from Red Ice Radio, and uh, he gave me an extra hour and a half of his time. Excellent. After already giving me two hours uh, on the Vinnie Eastwood show, and we've now got that as an exclusive video for subscribers. But the thing is, anybody can see it. You know, it's not uh, unlisted or, or, or anything like that. You don't technically have to pay to see it. And uh, that's the whole point of... Uh, the the business aspect of being a truther is that it's basically you can get what you want you know you can listen and you can view the content uh you can make a donation if you have to right. if you think that it's necessary if you really support it if you understand how uh, important it is That's right. to have a platform for activists who simply just get sandbagged and soundbited all the time yeah, it's very important uh, for uh, that assistance for us to continue to do what we do, and uh, we always appreciate anything that anyone voluntarily contributes. It's a, it's always a help, and it, uh, we're we're always going to put that toward the effort to expose what's going on in this world and help to make it better. And uh, Vince, and I want to commend you. You do a phenomenal job on your radio program, and uh, it is unique. And that uniqueness of the individual is something that is so crucial into. Uh, really helping to fundamentally change our overall worldview, which is going to what's going to lead us to a higher level of consciousness and lead us out of this mess that we're currently in. So, why don't you tell some of the uh, tell the listeners a little bit about uh, your background and and how you came to currently do what you do as a radio talk show host? Well, how long is the show? <laughs> you have the floor for as long as you need. Okay. Um, well, we've got it until the uh, the segment coming on. I've been thinking about this the other day because there's there's a lot of different aspects to to how I woke up, how things kind of uh, came together, like a separate different transformers who become the leg, the arm, the uh, the head of the of the big giant transformer beast that is uh, Vinnie Eastwood, and it comes down to a few parts. Like I got busted for uh, selling cannabis when I was uh, nineteen. Um, I got cut caught with 13 grams of it and it was rolled up you know ready for sale you know I was selling it and the police told me that if I was honest with them and um, did everything that they said that they'd go easy on me so naturally I told them yes I'm, I'm a I'm a drug dealer I've been dealing for about eight months I'm selling about an ounce a week you know <laughs> total belief in the system just you right understand? out in the open yeah. <laughs> Straight up, you know, um, and, and in fact, in my defense, the fact that I was a very naive young man came up, <laughs> you know, that was how strong my belief was in the system. And to suddenly realize that even though I'd been that honest with the police, they still made stuff up. And, and uh, the guy in front of me in court for sentencing it was there for, I think it was uh, resisting arrest, sexual assault, and um, growing cannabis plants in his closet. He got 150 hours community service. 
I was caught with thir- oh, 13 grams of cannabis. I got 300 hours community service, and I'm very lucky that I didn't go to jail for up to eight years for a first offense. For something, something that grows naturally in the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if I'd asked, you know, can you can you show me a victim of my horrendous crime? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Imagine that. All these vic- Crime needing Here's a all victim. these victims over here, and there's these people who are just blazed, you know, sitting there with big smiles on their faces. Jeepers, creepers. I, I beg for forgiveness. Imagine crime needing a victim, you know? What a novel concept that is. Another novel concept that I realized was that I didn't have any friends. As soon as I had been busted and everybody knew that wow. I didn't have any weed. All those different people that were coming around to see me and talk to me and, uh, and uh, have fun with me and all of that kind of stuff disappeared. I didn't see any of them again. Mm. That's it was strange. Well, it, it kind yeah. of, uh, in times of trouble and distress, uh, as they say, you find out who your friends truly are. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, that kind of form of uh, betrayal, both by uh, the application of the police force the application of law and sentencing, the application in human behavior as a result of this, uh, it had basically clued me up to think that the, uh, the legal system and the social structure that we all live in is completely and utterly weird. It's strange. It doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever. Completely Unless, insane would actually be a, a, a more accurate term because that's what it is. It's insanity. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll continue with that on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening with our very special guest, Vinny Eastwood of The Vinny Eastwood Show. We'll be right back after these words. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking with Vinnie Eastwood of the Vinnie Eastwood Show here today on the show. And Vincent, you were just uh, getting into your background and how you began to become aware of the uh, insane nature of the control system when uh, you had been arrested for uh, the use of a natural plant that you were um, basically putting into your own body and engaging in voluntary exchanges, voluntary interactions with other people, no victim of this crime, people who actually wanted to interact with you in this way, no compulsion or anything involved, and then the control system comes in, arrests you, and uh, then you started to realize everybody else who had been your friend suddenly backs off and wanted, you know, basically nothing to do with this situation because, you know, it was uh, uh, something that, I guess, was involved some heat on you, and uh, continue with the story and tell people what that led to as far as your awakening. Well, uh, then my flatmate started stealing all the stuff from me, and it, and it was real blatant as well. Like we went away for a couple of days on the weekend. You know, my mum uh, uh, 
took me away for the weekend to kind of uh, help me calm down a bit because this was an incredibly stressful time, probably the most stressful time of uh, my entire life, no, no doubt, you know. And when I came back, came into my room, it's like, all my stuff's gone, you know, like most of it. You know, my, my clock's radio, my lava lamp, my uh, stereo, and, uh, but, but, you know, everybody would walk into their room and notice, like, pretty much all their stuff gone, wouldn't they? Wow. And um, my change jar, we've been saving these uh, five and ten cent coins um, for some time now, over, well over a year, uh, with my friend Liam, and we'd been planning to pay off his fines with it. Um in cash, of course, and walk into the uh, police station with a camera and uh, <laughs> pay the fines with the uh, with coins. giant sack of coins. <laughs> you no, know, and 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 we'll probably do it at Christmas time as well. You know, that kind of uh, cheeky behaviour is uh, what I was sort of uh, thinking about doing. But you know, things get uh, kind of a bit of a damper on once you realise that everybody who you thought was your friend wasn't isn't. And uh, basically, you'll never uh, see from them, hear from them again, uh, ever. And it's all because uh, the only interaction they had with you was a financial one, right? It's a, it's a false uh, social atmosphere. It's like the difference between your drug dealer and your friend. You know, there, there's a very difference. Um, for example, the, uh, the shopkeeper down where you go and buy uh, yourself a Coke. Is he your friend or is he just the shopkeeper? You know, right. in most cases, he'd just be the shopkeeper. And uh, people forget that distinction because when you're doing illegal activities together, uh, you have a sense of kind of like false trust. And um, interesting side note here, when uh, the Netherlands, Amsterdam and what have you, uh, relaxed their laws against cannabis prohibition, the social structure of the country changed quite quite radically uh, to a point in which the general usage of cannabis went down from, I think it was between one in seven people, one in eight people were using it, and then it went down to about one in 21 people. Very or something of that nature. Wow. And those people were asked, why? Uh, did you stop smoking it after it was no longer illegal? And they said, well, my, my social circles changed predominantly. I realized that I didn't actually have anything in common with these people other than the fact that I was a criminal. And now I was not a criminal, so now I don't have anything in common with them at all. Wow. Now, that is how it works. That is how uh, the underworld of drugs and alcohol and all of the social lubrication works. Because after I was arrested, I took five months of not taking anything whatsoever. No cigarettes, no alcohol, no caffeine, uh, no nothing. Um, and you know what I found? What's that? I had no social interactions virtually of any kind. Because you think about it now. How is our entire society lubricated? Hey, bro, do you want to meet up to have a coffee? Do you want to meet up to have a beer? Do you want to meet up to have a joint? Do you want to meet up to do, 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 such and such? Right. Okay. No such interaction um, could occur. And it was very strange for me because as soon as I gave up that, uh, stopped that five months, uh, 
suddenly my social life returned. <laughs> wow. You know, it really, it, our society really is structured like that. This is just odd that you don't really have much of a choice. If you're going to be associating with people, you're loaded in some way. It's what is al- that? It's almost as if we collectively, somewhere in the subconscious mind of, of people, we realize we're under such control that th- a lot of people want to use substance in some form of escapism. And I'm talking about people who aren't using it for any kind of consciousness expansion like in the in the uh context of uh of psychedelics or you know entheogenic compounds set that aside for the time being just general social interaction and as you termed it like social lubrication you know uh this is because i think we realize we're uh, a tightly controlled society and that freedom really isn't present in our lives in any real way and therefore people look to substance as a way of um as you said a lubrication a loosening up uh you know a, a i call it a form of escape of not actually dealing with the real it's sharing something for example you ask uh, i asked an old smoker once you know why do you why do you smoke you know even smoke for like 40 50 years or something and he says, well, when you're at the party, where is all the interesting conversations happening? Outside with the smokers. <laughs> and it's like, whoa. I thought about it like that. It's true. Because outside you can actually hear other people speak. <laughs> you know? It kind, of and, makes, it kind of makes a commentary, though, about how we tend to alienate people that aren't like doing what we're doing or acting like us or behaving like us in a certain way. It's it's a form of closed-mindedness on many people's part, and people feel like they have to in some way conform in order to fit in. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, I see that because I film dance parties, you know, for a little bit of pocket money here and there. And, you know, I go out and I'm, I'm, I'm joining, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the party too. And you find something uh, very strange is that when you approach people when they're under the um, influence of uh, substances A, B, C or D, whatever, doesn't matter what they're doing, they're all much more open to talk about conspiracy theories and, uh, and uh, deeper philosophy and uh, alternative information without just blowing you off like they'd normally do if they were at work or, right. uh, or on a lunch break. So you can use this, um, this interesting uh, mindgasm soup that people are being knowingly subjecting themselves to as a form of escapism to actually inject the truth into their life in a way that while they're in a state that right. they're far more likely to accept it. It's be a fascinating. very interesting take on how to slip the truth in there, kind of get it in by the back door, so to speak. Uh, I like that a lot. So um, on the other side, I want you to tell people how you came to do what you're doing in radio because uh, th- this is probably a very interesting story as well. And, um, you know, uh, people uh, a lot of times really want to know what led you into this field in particular. Like, you know, what was your background in the telecommunications industry like and what made you see things differently to lead you to what you do now? So we'll pick that story up on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood. We'll be right back.
We're back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood of The Vinny Eastwood Show. Vinny, you were uh, telling the audience a little bit about your background, and uh, I wanted you to get into what led you into internet radio in particular. You, you, you have a background in the telecommunications industry. You could tell us a little bit about that and how you uh, managed to transition that into what you're doing now as far as uh, being an internet radio talk show host. Well, I've got this saying, um, in the end, everything comes back to the beginning. And so to talk about my beginning in radio, I need to talk about the end of work. And I'd been employed by this um, company, and I was a tele salesman, you know, residential, just calling up people at home and selling them a new uh, phone company, basically. And uh, there were times when I was getting up to a 50% hit rate every, every second person that picked up that phone and said, hello, I would sell them. You know, I was really, 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 really good. I was top of the boards for six months, you know, because I could talk. And I be- got promoted, and I thought that my promotion job was going to be something that where I could just, you know, help people out, you know, with their business accounts and that kind of thing. But no, it was just another sales job, and and I'd been I'd gotten tired of sales because I've gotten as good as really good, and. I didn't really, uh, I, it wasn't really that much of a challenge for me anymore. I didn't want to do it. So I started looking at other things that needed solving. And I wrote a seven page essay about what was wrong with the company, <laughs> uh, about what was wrong with its training practices um, and, and everything, you know, because I've been there for quite a long time and I'd um, been able to freely associate with people all over the company, talk to them in, in private and what have you. And there was a meeting called for about 15 minutes and we got to like maybe halfway through the second page and the guy who called the meeting, you know, the head honcho and whatever just goes and uh, nothing gets said about it. Send him an email, go what's, what's happening about the, uh, the concerns that were raised because every- everybody was agreeing with me that these stuff they need to change, you know, all the staff were in a, well in agreement that there were some problems around here and it wouldn't be that hard to iron out. And he says, as far as I'm concerned, the issue is closed. And a couple of days later, my boss tells me, come and, come and have a coffee next door, mate. Go to have a coffee next door. He slaps a piece of paper down in front of me. And I say, what is it? He goes, sign it. It's, uh, we're basically going to pay you six weeks pay to leave right now. Like, pack your stuff and, and get out of the office in like the next five, ten minutes. And I said to myself, you know what? I haven't had a summer holiday in quite some time. Six weeks pay, that'll, that'll uh, do me for a while and I can always get another job and I'm sick of uh, working here at the moment anyway. So I took the money, got out of there and after that money ran out, it started to be, dawn on me that, hey, I had to get another job. And the same thing happened. Bunch of people employed me, didn't care about me, didn't value my ideas, and in fact, I got into debt working for them, and then another person employed me um, who was uh, abusive, abrasive, uh, calling at like 10 o'clock at night on a Friday, telling me to get up off the couch of my mate's place, put down the bear, find a pen and paper, and write down the number of a client to call on Monday. That kind of uh, intrusive 
fitness. You know, the three jobs in the telco sector again and again and again, the same thing. And that was when I recognized that the world of work is, is wrong, all of it. It wasn't just individual employers or, any, or anything like this, but the entire system is geared to make your employers into douchebags who screw you over if you don't do what they want. That's what the world of work is. And I could no longer work. I mean, I've, I've come up with a new term called employophobia. <laughs> I'm, phobic of, I'm phobic about becoming employed. No, no, I can't do it. And um, I started getting into activism because, um, because I was a very good salesman. The very last job that I had uh, was a bonus month and a half. And I sold 93 business landlines and uh, toll call packages and broadband uh, internet streams to businesses all over the, all over the city. And uh, I got $11,900 worth of Westfield shopping vouchers, like these big mall chains, you know. And uh, so I could spend it at anything that was in one of those malls. And there was one just down the road from me. So I went down, got myself some equipment. So I got myself a uh, little Sony Handycam and an Apple Mac. And I just said, you know what? The thing that's been uh, bothering me a lot, I've been listening to a lot of Alex Jones and a lot of, and watching a lot of documentaries from uh, the States. And that's the interesting thing. New World Order's everywhere, but all the people that are fighting against it and all the material that comes out against it is coming out of the US. <laughs> Seemed like it to me. Or at the very least, there's very little coming out of New Zealand, if anything. And so I said, well, I've come up with this idea called Guerrilla Media because the people that are actually capable of being talked to and having a lot of fun with and knowing the issues that they're talking about and are exposing the truth. Those are the people that you go and you ask your questions to. You don't go and ask some kind of pundit who belongs to a business. So certain things you can or can't say. You don't go and you talk to a politician from a political party because there's certain things you can or can't say, right? If you want your information, you go to the activists because the activists are the ones who live, breathe, bleed and sweat the stuff. It comes out of every orifice, usually their mouth. And, <laughs> and they answer questions completely, all right? You, there's none of this dodgy questions like, oh, I'm going to go over here now. If, if you're asking uh, an activist, if they know the answer, they will answer it in full, won't they? And you become far more informed just because that one person has been doing all the work. So the best idea, if you want to inform the public, is to give those voices of those people who do all that work to the people. And, and that's what I so sought are, out to do. Those people are not constrained by any um, uh, motivation uh, that is put there by the, the desire for money or for advancement in a career or power or anything like that. Their motivation comes from purely from putting the truth out there into the world so that it can benefit people and help make the world a better place. Um, the whereas, exception being, yes. they aren't filmmakers. They aren't radio show hosts. They don't have time to edit, to upload, to blog, and to do all this stuff. 
I do have that time. Right. So I interview them. I edit the videos. I upload it. I've designed the DVD covers and put these people uh, and their presentations on a DVD and, and, and allow it for sale. And uh, if they can sell any of themselves or they can print copies or whatever to get them out there. So you're giving these people who are used to repeating themselves to different people the ability to instead give them a DVD. Or send them a link to a radio interview or direct them to a web page that's being created for them. It's an entire new media platform that's, uh, that you're helping to create in that capacity using your and talents for that aim. And this was that. even before I had a radio show. Right. Um, I'd been working with a guy named uh, Jonathan Eisen who uh, runs a good website and magazine called Uncensored, uncensored.co.nz.co.nz. And he was actually the person who uh, convinced me to quit, you know, my, my, uh, my last job. Um, I called him up and I said, you know, John, I really don't like this job anymore and it's, it's, it's just driving me nuts. I'm incredibly stressed all the time. And he says, well, quit then. If you don't like it, quit. And I said, really? And he's like, well, think about it. Does it feel right to quit? And I thought about it and I was like, yes. Yes, it does. And he goes, then do it. And I did. And I never, and I never looked back. And um, the problem is <laughs> when you never look back, you realize how little you've actually got left. Okay, uh, you, you're kind of struck out on your own. Unfortunately, I have a very um, understanding and supportive uh, girlfriend who's been supporting me all these years because it's been a real hard road. Um, I got into radio because uh, I was running, doing all this YouTube thing and a guy called uh, Mitch Santel saw my videos, really liked them and liked my style and... Uh, because on AmericanFreedomRadio.com they were having a show uh, with uh, Brent Johnson and uh, Dave Von Kleist, uh, who made uh, 9-11 in plain sight. They were co-hosting a show together, and uh, Dave had to uh, leave the show. So there was a call for new co-hosts to come and uh, do the show with Brent. And Brent was doing this trial thing and, 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 and what have you. But anyway, I wound up co-hosting with him. And then they liked me so much that they canned the whole show and then gave it all to me. Fantastic. <laughs> and as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. That's how the Vinnie Eastwood show came to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up to another break. We'll be right back with more from Vinnie Eastwood. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Our special guest today, Vinny Eastwood of The Vinny Eastwood Show. Vinny was uh, just telling us uh, about how his show came to be, and we're going to be getting back into that in a moment. I want to give the call-in number for the show. If you want to call in, get in the queue. I'll start to take some callers in the second hour of the broadcast. The call-in number is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number 866-841-1065. That's the number to call in and join us with our guest, Vinny Eastwood. Uh, Vincent, 
I want to talk a little bit about your taglines for your show because they're some of the best out there. And uh, like I said, you do inject some humor into your show, and it's a great thing. It's a very uh, unique perspective, and you know, more hosts out there should be uh, taking some more of a lighthearted attitude about some of these topics. They're very serious topics too, but we do need to maintain our sense of humor. So uh, my favorite of all of your taglines is jamming a finger in the face of scumbags and pointing out their scumbaggery. Yes, scumbaggery. (laughs) You have a t-shirt with that phrase on it as well. Yeah, yeah, you know the I love New York t-shirts with the I heart NY, you know, the, I've got the one that says right. uh, I heart to expose scumbaggery. <laughs> That's great. Or and another one is just I heart scumbaggery with uh, the Vinnie Eastwood show.com. You know, nice. it's, um, we do live in a world that is um, currently, in my opinion, infected with a virulent strain. Of scumbaggery, which infects <laughs> virtually every uh, branch of government, every political party, every media apparatus. It infects That's everything. Sure. You know, if you have a broad base awareness, and this takes a couple of years of deep research in order to have just an awareness of only what's around you specifically, not what's going on overseas, not what's happening uh, in the universe and on astral planes and what have you, but just physically what is happening to you with all of the different products and all of the different things that you do uh, in each and every day takes years of intense study in order to work out okay that's how much bad stuff is being done to you on a daily basis that's how much you need to learn about it and um when you think about it you got to wonder how does anybody stay sane in such an insane world yes and it's through humor Okay, you think about the uh, the funniest comedians ever that have taught you the most things. They are the George Carlins, the Bill Hicks, the right. Lewis Blacks, etc. You know, the people who are uh, incidentally angry uh, but funny. Yes. How exactly uh, can you try and replicate that in a radio show? Well, I've tried to do it and uh, people like it. And I think it's because that they're mature enough to understand that there is a lighter side to genocide and we do need to expose scumbaggery in any way possible. And if we can do it by laughing at it, then why wouldn't we? Okay, everybody's got their own style and I encourage everybody to uh, do their own show. You know, it's not that hard these days. If right. you have a headset and a computer, you can do a radio show. It's pretty straightforward. You can do a podcast and do anything. Right. YouTube videos. You can write blogs. Anybody can do anything. It isn't that hard. And it really frustrates me when people uh, come up with all these excuses about why I can't use Skype or I can't do this or I can't do that. You're restricting yourself, boy. You're restricting what you're capable of doing by denying yourself access to technology. Okay? Do you reckon the Amish community would grow exponentially? (laughs) You know, no, because they're using inferior technology. Everybody else needs to recognize that technology can be both a bad and a good thing. Absolutely. And if it's been created for bad, you can take it and use it against the people who created it. They created Facebook. They created Twitter. They created YouTube. Ergo, the answer is to use Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to expose them. 
That's Pretty exactly right. And it's about using our, our own special talents, our own unique talents as an individual to step up, take action, and do what we can do. It isn't about making excuses. It isn't about sitting back and watching the world go by like a movie on a screen. It's about stepping up, getting involved, making our voices heard, giving other people a platform to do the same. And that's what uh, th this alternative media revolution is actually all about. And, and as you said, anybody can get involved in that. It's all about understanding what you're capable of doing and then stepping up to actually take that action and do it. And be vigilant while you're doing it as well, because this is a very harsh mistress getting into conspiracy theory, going up and ambushing uh, prime ministers and uh, heads of state, as I have with a camera. Uh, this can be something which will jar you, jolt you, and you best be prepared for the consequences of your actions before you go and do it. All right? These people do not play games. But, for the most part, you don't actually have to worry at all. You know why? Because you're invisible. You're everywhere. You're just like everybody else. You know, I snuck into Helen Clark, uh, the current third top lady at the, at the UN, and got like a, allegedly some kind of $9 million salary and a $9 billion budget for sterilization programs in Africa or something like that in the UN development program. Scary lady. Very, very scary. So we dressed up at, for her awards ceremony. We just turned up there, claimed to be with local media, you know, made, made a phone call to the guy or whatever. And uh, we dressed like wankers. You know, nice dress shirts and the suits, the whole the whole uh, kit and shaboodle. So we fit right in. And uh, then we got to ambush her and talk to her about uh, the United Nations being a tool for world government. We wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't take the initiative. And you know what kind of consequences we had from doing that? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. No people following us. No, nothing. You know, why? Because we were decent, respectful, covert operations, and we had a camera there. So you don't need to amplify it because it can be repeated later on online. Can't it? We managed to talk to the, uh, the former Minister of Finance for about uh, seven or nine minutes as well about the fractional reserve banking system and how it works in New Zealand. Don't go up to people and instantly have a chip on your shoulder about it and say you, you're a part of a new world order, you're trying to kill me and my family, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to get any information out of them. You're not going to be able to expose them with their own words if you're instantly hostile. You need to talk about them and talk about the things as if they're abstract, as if you're talking to a human being. And eventually you'll start to solicit decent quantities of information as long as you show knowledge about what you're talking about. Just as in any conversation with any normal person, you just have to act cool. <laughs> Don't be a douchebag. You know, if somebody, on the other hand, is a clear, clear and absolutely uh, horrific scumbag to the point in which they are surrounded by security and they are hustled in back doors and out stuff like that, hell, why not, why not yell? Why not use a megaphone? What else can you do? Can't really do it. Can't really do a whole lot. You can't go uh, approach them for an interview. 
So, you know, it's about picking your battles. And it, it all comes down to staying within the natural law, staying within our right. If we stand in right, the universe is not going to stop us. It's going to grant a level of protection for us to continue to do what we are doing because we are in the right. You know, um, right is what might actually is. Right is real power. Being, living and operating within the boundaries of natural law of right is what grants us power and is what grants us protection in this realm. Yeah, yeah. And if that doesn't work, wear a disguise. Okay? <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, for example, um, I've come up to the uh, the Prime Minister, John Key, and uh, I'm wearing a cheese cutter hat and these big kind of John Lennon sunglasses, for instance. You know, with a big fluffy beard. It's great. And, great uh, image comes to mind just even thinking about that. Vinny, yeah. hold it right there, and we'll pick it up. Pick up the conversation on the other side at the top of the second hour. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood of the Vinny Eastwood Show. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We're back, everyone. This is the second hour of What on Earth is Happening for this Sunday, March 25th, 2012 edition. My special guest for this episode is Vinny Eastwood of the Vinny Eastwood Show on American Freedom Radio. And Vincent, before we get back into uh, continuing to talk about, you know, the work that you do and, uh, you know, the the general idea of helping to... Uh, uh, bring this alternative media community up to another level and continue to expose the truth through these uh, these uh, methods and through the, this medium. I want to just very briefly touch on a topic that I brought up last week. And uh, if you'd like, you could contribute your take to this if, if you uh, have anything to say on it. But uh, this is the short segment, so I just wanted to briefly interject this. Um, I told everybody last week, uh, I actually talked about this a lot last year, and we did a show, an entire show on it at one point. Uh, it's a thing called the season of sacrifice, and I mentioned it at the top of this show. And this is a window of opportunity uh, by which the old religion, the occultists who are really controlling the things behind the scenes, and believe me, ladies and gentlemen, they do have a religion. We've talked about it uh, pretty much ad infinitum on this show about what the dark occult is actually all about. And there's this 40-day time period from the beginning of spring to the midpoint of the spring season in which these occultists believe in their twisted, sick, psychopathic way that they must spill blood, that they must give blood to the earth in some significant quantity or amount in some sort of a mass murder ritual or human sacrifice ritual. And... Uh, they they have done this innumerable amount of times. I gave a whole list of um, incidents that uh, quite possibly could be um, uh, examples of this uh, sacrifice event that takes place usually in April. 
Okay, they, they, they favor April 19th and 20th is a, a hugely favored time. But the very beginning of this season, known as the season of sacrifice, is March 19th, the beginning of spring. And, uh, you know, the spring equinox into March 20th, uh, which we just passed. And um, I told people last week on March 18th, last Sunday, that they should look out for a potential false flag event, a potential uh, murder event or mass killing event. The very next day on March 19th, which as I said, I consider the unofficial beginning of the season of sacrifice, March 22nd is, is what I would consider the actual opening to this uh, window of time called the season of sacrifice, May 1st being the end point of it, uh, the, the occult holiday known as Walpurgisnacht. And an event took place in Toulouse, France, a school shooting where uh, several people were killed um, on March 19th. This was huge news. It was blown up all over the, ma the mass media, the mainstream media. It was really obviously talked about uh, you know, a whole lot in France and officials were on high alert. Even people here uh, uh, in the uh, um, government agencies went to high alert. There were police officers positioned at Jewish synagogues, etc., because this shooter allegedly targeted uh, Jewish uh, individuals. And um, this happened on March 19th, this shooting, this mass shooting. And then on March 22nd, the alleged lone nut gunman was killed himself. So these you know two what? significant occult days. Vinny, if you want to chime in on this, go right ahead. What do you think well, about all that? I think they're going to make a movie about this and it's going to be like the sequel to uh, that Van Damme movie, movie uh, Nowhere to Run. And it's going to be starring Jean-Claude Van Damme again as the shooter and that's called Nothing to Lose. And there's that green language once again, ladies and gentlemen. And Vinny picked it right up on it. The city that this was done in was to lose. To lose. See how they interject the language in there with everything? It's always there, ladies and gentlemen. It's they're, they're having some fun with us. It's a game to them, and they're laughing about it. I just wanted to get that in there. If you want to comment more on it on the other side of the break, that's fine. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The call-in number to join us in this second hour, which we'll be taking calls in, is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number, 866-841-1065. That's the number to call in and join us. If you have any questions for Vinny Eastwood, feel free to call in. And... Uh, we were just briefly talking about the, the season of sacrifice in which false flags seem to uh, happen in abundance during this uh, short window of opportunity. And uh, I believe that the, the uh, shootings in Toulouse, France were uh, an example of this. They were done at the very beginning of the season, and the, the, the then supposed lone gunman was killed himself on March 22nd, the official opening to this season. And... Uh, I think what it really emphasizes is when we 
see a false flag event happen. We have to maintain our calm, point it out for what it is, realize that this is an event that is staged and done simply to to get a reaction out of us, to get a fearful, chaotic reaction out of us in a state of confusion, okay, so that then we're willing to give up our uh, freedom to somebody who is promising us protection against these hard events when, in fact, they're the ones who really staged them and planned them and made them uh, take place the way that they did from the very uh, onset, from the very uh, beginning. So, uh, Vinny, you want to say anything about false flags in, in general and, you know, what your take on that is and, you know, what you think people should be on the lookout for or, you know, the general advice on how to uh, respond when something like this does happen? Mm. Well, that's a good question. You know, false flags are a very important thing. Whenever you have a look at a news article or uh, disasters, shoot em ups anything involving terrorism, uh, environmental degradation, uh, economic uh, catastrophe, etc. They're pretty much all inside jobs, you know, just as a general rule, you know, most things that happen on the earth, you know, some people say, Vinny, not everything's a conspiracy. And I, well, I agree with you, just as long as you agree with me that most things are. <laughs> I mean, come on, let, let's, let's not be childish about it or anything, but let's face facts here. Powerful people have seized control of the world. And they reckon that the best way to manipulate people is to have huge, hairy, terrible, actionary, uh, well-broadcast, repetitive events where there is lots of death and destruction and scary business going down so that they can demonize somebody so that they can advance some other agenda, either by distracting you with this particular one or using this particular one as a justification for advancing their agenda, which they had planned the whole time anyway. That's exactly right. This is basic dialectics. It's an example, uh, an example of the dark usage of what's known as Hegel's dialectic, the Hegelian dialectic. We've seen it. We've looked into it on this show many times, and uh, they continue to use it, and, and they continue to use it for a very specific reason. It continues to work. People have not... Uh, in general, overall, as, on a societal level, come up in consciousness enough to recognize this technique, see it when it is being employed, and change their reaction about it, and not react in fear and terror and and you know in a chaotic and confused way, but recognize it as, hey, there's more to know here. There's more to see about what really caused this event, and it isn't always a lone nut that then obviously either kills himself or the police kill him, so no more information could be garnered about what really uh, created this situation. You know, it's the same pattern. It follows the same pattern over and over again, and people seem to continue to fall for it. We need to be a little bit more mature about this when we see this happening. Don't react. Don't immediately say, oh, give up my, my guns and my rights and take my freedom away just to protect me. And say, you know, there's a pattern here. There's more to know. I've seen this before. Where have I seen this? Where have I seen the same type of event go down, you know, that followed this pattern? And that, that's how we have to change our thinking in regard to this. And therefore, this technique won't work anymore in the future if we do that, if we change that basic uh, way that we view it. So, I liken it to the snake oil salesman that uh, was on a Simpsons episode once, and he was selling a monorail to, uh, to to Springfield. Except it was made with all these cheap materials, and it was and it broke down that kind of thing right. and was destroyed. And it turns out that he'd done this to a lot of other places, and uh, when he was on a plane to escape it, 
he uh, is they're just making an emergency stop in uh, some little town and he's like wait a second I recognize that name. Oh no! And then all of a sudden, there's all these uh, people there with torches and pitchforks <laughs> that he screwed over long ago, and they all run on board the plane and beat the hell out of him. You know that kind of thing. It's just that simple. Once a whole bunch of people have been scammed and they know who you are, if you ever show your face again, people will take you the frack out. Right. However. The biggest and best and baddest as scammers in the world are invisible. You never see them. That's you know? right. When was the last time you saw David Rockefeller on the news? That's right. No. You, when was the last? Oh, let, let's let's uh, backtrack a bit then. When was the last time you saw George Clooney on the news? Oh, yeah, that's right. Now he's a big-time advocate at the UN, isn't he? He's a public face. He's not the private puppet behind the curtain. Uh, you know, the puppet masters work and their hands are very, very busy and they're always denying with their mouth what they're doing with their hands. That's right. You're not dealing with people who are checker players here. You're dealing with chess players who think right. more than a few moves ahead. That's exactly right. And they're invisibly entrenched within the deepest levels of the institutions that we all take for granted as being things that are always going to be here. They, that they need to exist, these institutional bodies, you know, and that's why they hide in them. They've convinced people so thoroughly that these institutions always must exist or there would be chaos in society that they can then take their entrenched position within that institution and it almost guarantees that they're going to remain enthroned in power for the foreseeable future because in people's minds they feel that that institution is absolutely necessary. When the reality is it's absolutely irrelevant most of our institutions nowadays are no longer relevant at all, you know. And uh, my, my personal quest is to uh, create a new form of media because the existing form of media is absolutely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. All the stuff that they're talking about now doesn't matter. You know, you ever look last night, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, somebody got hit by a car. Somebody got stabbed with a knife. Somebody got ripped off. Somebody uh, got rescued from a from a top of a car in a flood. Uh, somebody had a uh, a damage to their to their car by a four year old who was driving another car or something like that. Okay, now, at what point does any of these particular stories, which are flashed one after the other like they're really important, actually have any relevance in any way to me or to you? Or to virtually anybody else. All a form of distraction, and it's a poison stream. I've likened it to a poison stream. No different than putting poison food into your body. Putting tainted media into your mind does the same thing. We'll pick it up with that idea on the other side of this break, and then we'll go to some of your calls. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network with our special guest, Vinnie Eastwood of The Vinnie Eastwood Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. 
You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking with Vinnie Eastwood of the Vinnie Eastwood Show on American Broadcasting, uh, on American Freedom Radio, I'm sorry. And um, we were talking about um, alternative media in general. And uh, I was going to pose the question to, to Vinny. How important do you think it is, Vinny, for people to truly change the quality of their attention in regards to the type of media that they're taking in? How is that connected to overall societal change? How important of a, of a solution is that when it comes to changing uh, fundamentally society at a large level? Well, I think if you want to change society, you have to fu- fundamentally, you have to fundamentally change yourself and how you act in that society because thoughts don't bring around a new society, only actions do and they're the only thing that ever has. The masses don't bring around a big changes through society. It's, it's only ever been the small determined group of individuals who are working day after day for a better world that actually eventually wind up constructing one. The masses don't matter, conformity doesn't matter. All that matters is you, the individual, figuring out what is wrong and figuring out what part you can play in how you make it right, okay? And some people, you can abdicate your responsibility. I think uh, that thoughts um, bear responsibility in and of themselves, and you've got to take it to the next level. You can't just think, oh, man, that cop's over there, he's arresting somebody for a, for a no good reason, you know, he's beating the crap out of him and the guy's uh, clearly submitting. I'm just going to keep walking. Uh, or, or, or why don't you just go up to that cop and you say, hey, what's your, what's your badge number? Okay? You've been assaulting this person here and, I, and I'm going to act as a witness. You know? Think about it. Think about standing up for other people. Think about standing up for yourself at the end of the day yourself is really all you've got and you've got to protect it um and part of that i think is doing good things for other people and and not doing it because you want some kind of reward um but because you can and you choose to all right that that volunteer type aspect you know most of the videos that i've made most of the activists that i've covered most of the interviews that I've already done, I haven't received a dime for doing them. But the, the experiences that I had through doing that have enriched me in other ways. There are uh, many, many important things that you need to be listening to, looking at, and hearing about virtually at all times. The reason why you need to always be looking out for things is because you never know what you're going to be missing. Okay, The person who thinks that they know it all obviously knows bugger all. The person who thinks that they don't know much at all probably knows enough because of that fact. You don't know how much you don't know. The more you learn, the more you figure out how much you don't know. And if you want to do something great, if you want to do something big, if you want to do something meaningful, don't just put your head to it. Put your heart into it and it'll flow and it'll make itself work. It always does. Every single time when I wanted to do a video or I've wanted to uh, go and ambush somebody or if if I've wanted to have somebody on my show, I just really think about it um, for a very short period of time before I start acting and making it happen, you know, just kind of consciously thinking, I'm going to have that person on my radio show and send him an email now, you know, thought, action, thought, action, thought, action. People get stuck in the thought process. 
they don't put it into action and they and they sit around wondering why they aren't accomplishing anything why the new world order is only getting stronger why i'm only becoming more alienated from my friends and family <laughs> as always exactly the that, problems that, lie the, within that's what wisdom is is converting what you know into what you do that's the hallmark of wisdom. We have way too many armchair quarterbacks, as they call them here in the United States, um, to uh, you know, go, you know, going on. I mean, too many people are just pointing out what they think is wrong or what other people are doing wrong, instead of actually getting in and taking action based on what they've come to understand, you know, and what they know in their hearts is the right thing. You have to actually do something, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's ultimately all about. So uh, the change in quality of attention goes hand in hand with that. So it is very important to get off of that poisonous stream of media that, that they're indoctrinating and brainwashing people with 24-7 and get on to a, uh, uh, an alternative form of media that is um, telling people the relevant issues that they really need to go and look into for themselves, not telling them what they should think about it, but giving them the information and then saying, you need to look into this for yourself and determine, you know, what, what, um, how that is relevant to you and your life and then what you're going to do in regards to that. So that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about uh, that fundamental worldview change and, and then subsequent change in behavior that goes along with stopping looking at these distractions and starting to look at relevant information. And that's what this alternative media community is is all there to provide that platform for people. So, uh, Vinny, would you like to take some calls? We have a caller holding on the line. Uh, what do you say sure. we take a phone call? Great. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. Caller from the 423 area code. You are live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood. Welcome. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Good. How are you? Yeah, you there? I'm yes. fine, man. It's really good to catch y'all, especially in this conversation, man. I, I might have a little buzz, but I want to make a point that you guys are trying to stress. Sure. It seems like um, that everybody wants to point a finger at everybody they listen to, but they don't want to listen to the self. I mean, you know, um, I'm like you guys. I mean, I come up from coming to listen to Alex Jones for a long time, and I come up listen to him. McKenna, David Icke, you know what I mean? And it's like sure. once you get so far, you want to, I mean, nobody's going to ride in on this horse and point to you who is the perfect because, I mean, we learn every day. I mean, 10 years ago, what we knew then is not, not, it's not what we know now. Right. You know what I mean? I do. We learn well, every day. We don't, we don't have to point our finger and say, well, Alex Jones is this, or David Icke goes to Reptilian, or whatever. It has to be that this is what we know together. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly right. Vinny, your take on that. Well, the thing is, the info has stayed the same the whole way through, okay? The uh, the people that were doing this kind of thing that we're doing today back in the 60s knew a lot of the same things that we knew. They knew what the agenda was, but, uh, but of course, there was not enough public action and outcry and people getting out there and doing it and spreading it and, ma and making the change happen. Right. Um, but the information stays the same. Right. It's, it's how much effort it and action. It has not changed. If we get deeper, then we'll want to find out, you know, well, he goes this direction. I don't agree with that. And then we want to block that out. Well, you know, it's like David Ike reaches a lot of people. And uh, Terrence McKenna had the best things to say. And Alex Jones is reaching a lot of people. We need to realize, so what? I mean, don't talk bad about them because everybody needs to hear all this. We can take right. this in and build yeah. on this because that's what yeah. this is. This is real and this is now. And that's the moment we live in. And we can't, we, we can't, 
we can't take any information as soon as they don't agree with our agenda. That's right. Point out and block right. people from learning more information every day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Caller, I, great, I totally great, agree with that. Great points, caller, because that's exactly right. We need to take information in from an eclectic variety of sources, even if there are small parts of it that we don't 100% totally agree on. That's someone's unique take on the, the uh, totality of the situation, and we need to take the pieces that do concur with us and integrate them. And uh, that's part of what learning, true learning, is all about, you know, and uh, that will encourage us to go further in our questions for knowledge and in our quest for truth. And that's what's going to help, again, vertically uh, integrate us, b build us up to a stronger, tight-knit community of people who are seekers of truth. When we uh, stop, um, as you've said, pointing fingers and just say, oh, well, he doesn't agree with me on this particular little thing, so I'm going to throw out all of his, uh, you know, huge amounts of information that do have accurate, uh, you know, uh, aspects of the global situation. So great point, caller. Thanks for calling in and bringing that up. Vincent, let's take some more calls on the other side of the break. We have a few more callers holding on the line. So we'll continue to take your calls with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood, on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my special guest for today, Vinny Eastwood of The Vinny Eastwood Show on American Freedom Radio. So, we are, we were talking about the well, courage... We were talking about kind of like truthism and uh, sort of different different people you can and should listen to or whatever and um subject of uh, alex jones always comes up and there's so many people who really really hate alex some people who really really love him right. and i'm sort of in between you know there's thing there's things that i like and things that i don't mm -hmm. um and you know to to make a point make not make too fine a point on it i would not be here if not for alex jones most of the truth movement would not exist without Alex Jones. It's just that simple. He's woken up that many people um, that you cannot um, in any way say that he hasn't had a good effect. I agree. Right? Even if he has done some bad things or, or, or whatever, and I've been, I've been told and, and shown some, um, some, pretty, uh, some pretty rough things, um, I, don't, I don't mention them. On uh, on open air radio, I don't talk about it with people uh, in general uh, because we're all in this together, and uh, like it or lump it, we really do have to join hands and sing "Kumbaya" once in a bloody well <laughs> while, uh, just because the truth always offends both sides of any argument because right. both sides of most arguments are, are always wrong. Some people say Alex Jones is evil. Somebody would say he's good. And, I, and I'd say that he's just like every other human being, right, somewhere in the middle uh, to, a, to a large extent, you know. Don't criticize truthers because you don't agree with them or you don't like something that they've done. Just right. become a better truther yourself. That's right. Lead by example. You don't get to the top of the junk pile by tearing down everybody else. You get to it by climbing that entire junk pile. And it's like, you know, we were talking about this a little bit off air. 
Um, someone like Alex Jones, uh, he's a good in for people who are, are new to this information. What I recommend the people continuously uh, uh, just listen to that and not go forward into other uh, vistas of information? Absolutely not. You'd be missing a huge part of the picture. Alex is an introductory um, aspect for people who are new to understanding the entire control system. And he does a great job in that capacity, and that's the role that he is playing. And he stays generally within those parameters. He stays within that role. He knows that generally that that is his forte, that he's he's there to help bring the people into the truth community, to bring people into a state of uh, just paying attention and looking at all of these issues. You know, uh, you grow from there, and you move on to even deeper topics and vistas of awareness and to stay at that point wouldn't probably be healthy okay but don't uh, then say oh because he may not be talking about this aspect or this thing or this thing that you throw out everything that he all the work that he has done and i've mentioned this before on my show and try to you know clearly explain to people my take on that individual uh because it's asked to me a lot and um that that that's what it is, and you know I think we're on the same page as far as that's concerned, and it goes the same for anyone. Again, as we were saying, you need to be eclectic about the information you take in. You can't just listen to one person or even a small group of people. You have to take in information from a wide variety of sources, and then start to filter it and integrate it into your own worldview, and help that to change you and to encourage you to then take action based on all of the information that you've come to understand as a result of that information gathering. So, uh, Vinny, we do have a couple more callers on the line. You want to take another call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take them now. So that's the only time we got. Fantastic. Here we go. All right. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood. Welcome. Hello? Yes, you're live. Hi. Hi, Mark. Hi, Vinny. How are you guys doing? Really Great. well, man. Good. Well, I'm 54, and when I was 19, I did extensive studying into Aleister Crowley's works in the Golden Dawn, and I've studied everything from witchcraft to esoteric Zen Buddhism. And as far as Alex Jones goes, let's just get that out of the road right off the way. Yes, he's a gate, but he's not the end result. He's I'm he's the, the weed is. he's the weed of the truth movement, you know, he's the gateway drug. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he is. And and he is controlled in a way, but he's giving you enough data to get you on the research path. That's right. That's exactly right. Because we're all ultimately we're all self reliant. We're all here to educate ourselves. And so he does serve a function, but he doesn't take you all the way down the path. I that's totally for us I to travel around. That's right. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. No, no one person can take you all the way down the path. Have you right. noticed? It Impossible. really does take because, a, no, a, a huge, wide spectrum of research. Yes. No one person can know it all. Yeah. And that's where the synergy comes in to working together. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Caller, and um, I have to... Yes, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to bring you back to one little point before I go. Sure. The ultimate aspect of our whole experience in this existence is that we are the observer. We are not the experience. And so no matter what we encounter or what we get locked into, we're still the observer. That's exactly right. 
I, I talked about that point when we went into uh, the concept of mindfulness as one of the solutions uh, in consciousness. And uh, that's something that we really do have to uh, understand and keep in mind when we're dealing with any of the situations that we encounter in life. So caller, uh, phenomenal points. Thanks so much for calling in. Vinny, your take on that. Mm, well, I think everybody's got their own life and uh, that's why they call it your life. And you, you got to live it. You know, you can't expect anybody else to solve your problems for you. If you're sick, for example, then t- start taking care of your health. If you feel depressed, then start exercising. Start talking with people who um, who inspire you. Start listening to things that actually make you feel happy and better. Don't sit around just trying to waste your time. You know, get angry if anger gives you uh, enough motivation to get off the couch and start doing something. If you're deathly afraid of the New World Order and their puppets and their scumbaggery, then by all means, grab a cheap as video camera and go down and find an agent of scumbaggery wherever you find them, chase them down, ask them questions, be a pain in the neck, and you'll be surprised at how much, and bullies learn this at an early age. How much fun it is to pick on people, all right? Now, the the difference being here is I encourage people to bully bullies, all right? It's like the double whammy. It feels like justice, you know? Smells like victory, sort of like napalm in the morning. Because when you're going after these people, you recognize that they don't really have a leg to stand on. They have no moral um, uh, authority over you or anybody else. And ergo, you can use that to justify just invading their space just a little. You don't need to assault them. You don't need to insult them. Just make them aware that there are people who know who they really are and what they're really up to and that we're watching them and that at any point we could come up on you. And this is another part of of, uh, my operation as well. It's about psych warfare, okay? If you can make your enemy afraid, your enemy begins to start making mistakes. Once they start making mistakes because they're angry or because they're frustrated or because they're hot under the collar or something like that, that's when they'll do something stupid. That's when they'll expose themselves. And uh, there's an old saying, how do you expose a fascist? You get them to act like it. Okay. If anything, we, we're trying to, I'm trying to taunt these people into coming after me, into uh, making something of it. You know, it's like I'm armed with the truth. I don't care what weapons you have, you don't have the arsenal capable of taking me on. An idea can tr- never be killed. An idea, a person can be, but an idea can never be slain. Yeah. I'm a man. I can be shot. I can be stopped. Okay. But ideas are bulletproof, and nothing can stop an idea whose time has come. And what these scumbaggery individuals need to recognize and be very, very cognizant of, of all times of the day, is that their time is almost up. People have started to awaken. And once people have all really gotten the idea that they're all being screwed into the ground like tent pegs holding up this giant marquee for a circus full of clowns and jugglers and uh, fat, disgusting, trottling 
patrons who have nothing better to do with their lives. Once you realize that you're part of that structure, any one of us can bring that whole big top down on itself. Just it's by been built upon us and it's been built by us and we can take it down just right. as we put it up. Just by refusing to hold it up for a moment longer. Phenomenal point, Vinny. We have another caller holding on. We'll get to him on the other side of the break and then we'll have your final words in the last segment. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, everyone. This is the final segment of this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Our special guest for this edition, Vinny Eastwood of The Vinny Eastwood Show on American Freedom Radio. Vinny, we do have one more caller holding on the line. Would you like to take the final call? Um, yeah, go for your life, mate. Great. Here we go. Richard in Washington, you're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Vinny Eastwood. Welcome. Yeah, great last segments and great callers. Uh, the only thing that I have found that has been consistent is the fact that fear is used to divide and conquer. So the, the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, uh, consistently use this, and they create different, and I like Hal Anthony's uh, terms, since Homo sapiens have got to every corner of the world, uh, I, I like his fact that we're the open-air prison, and there's just various tribes in this open-air prison. And what I think we need to refer to these powers that be as unethical, though influential, merchant banker tribe. That takes all the uh, evil or the you know goodness or the religion or all these these divisive uh, aspects of things out of the picture, and you can address the issue, like you said, as the, an individual. And one thing the individual has to do is educate himself and then become involved. He has to take a stand. Every second, he has an opportunity to make uh, that commitment to taking a stand. Great points, yeah, Richard. Vinny, your take on that? Well, I, I do see it as a kind of tribal warfare. You know, there's the uh, the slave tribe versus the ruling tribe. Um, and, and this kind of thing happens all throughout history. You know, it, there's an old saying that there's nothing new under the sun. And it's very true. And um, the interesting thing about uh, today's society, on the other hand, is that one person can have their voices amplified through the internet or videos can go viral and, and that sort of thing. So um, when you're ambushing somebody or you're trying to make a difference or you're asking questions or whatever, just remember, think about who your target is. Okay, are you, what, what kind of concept are you targeting here? Are you targeting climate change? Are you targeting vaccines? Are you targeting uh, unjustified wars or anything like that? And then think who your target audience is. What kind of people are going to actually want to watch this video? What kind of people will see me asking this particular person a question as something inspiring or something informative? You know, think about that uh, for a moment. Uh, before you go out and doing things. And somebody asked me in the chat room here, um, what if it's done in a group, you know, like if one person's asking the questions, one person's filming, one's holding a boom mic or, or whatever, you know, does that work? And, um, you know, when it comes to finding out your own way of fighting against the new world order, uh, my same old answer is anything and everything, okay? Do anything you can and do everything you can to fight these people. 
Okay, you don't need to break laws. You don't need to uh, damage things or, or anything like that. Just figure out what you as a person can do. It doesn't matter whether you're a musician, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. If you can't be in front of that camera or whatever, you'll probably see on the YouTube or something like that somebody who can. And if you have a few spare buck or two to help that person continue doing what they're doing send it through to them okay figure out which part you're playing are you part of the the enemy team are you going to sit there and just find truthers to attack because you disagree with one thing out of the hundred thousand or so things that they've said and use that as an excuse to block them on your facebook or your youtube and never listen to them ever again because they said one thing you didn't like this is the this is the insanity that we have to deal with as truthers on a, on a daily basis, and we and we all know if you are a truther, you should know, okay, very early on in the piece that the reason why a lot of conspiracy theorists are being called crazy and whatever is not because we're crazy; it's because there are actually a few crazy people that do share a lot of the views that we do, and they go nuts. They um they they're very rude. They use all caps. They throw wild accusations out of absolutely nowhere. They're completely out of control, and they're really annoying. But conveniently, they're also a very small, shrieking, shrill minority who very few people actually actively listen to. But, on the other hand, when it's your content that they're commenting on and calling rubbish and calling you a shit... I've had people call me an agent of Israel. I'm in bloody New Zealand for crying out loud. <laughs> you know? Just, just, just mindless twaddle. And, uh... The thing is, it's outnumbered, usually about 50 to 1, with people saying, Yeah, that's awesome! Freaking cool! You know, so it's just like, hey... Sometimes you can think back and wonder to yourself, was I too concerned and getting offended and staying up for three hours arguing with these people who were angry idiots who don't know what the hell they're talking about, who I can't convince of anything anyway, when I could have instead been talking to, listening to, or, or being with somebody who inspires me, cares about me, and believes in me. That's right. And that's how COINTELPRO works. That's how they're just trying to take you off of your game because they don't want you reaching more people. And so they're trying to uh, redirect that energy into a, into a, a, you know, a frivolous uh, enterprise on your part. You can't let that happen. You have to stay focused. You have to stay on point and continue to do what you're doing. So, uh, Richard, great call. Uh, do you have anything else for Vinny? Yeah, the question uh, that would be the summation of this whole thing, is there an ultimate cause and effect of this whole thing? And my bottom line is, where are the Sumerian, the Aztec, the Mayan, the Egyptian, the Roman empires, that civilization? Yep. Is there something causing the rise and decline of these uh, civilizations? And I think I've, I've kind of challenged you before, Mark. Uh, read the book, The Vegetarian Myth, by Lyra Keith, K-E-I-T-H. Once you read that book, you find out what the real cause of the rise and fall of every civilization is for us Homo sapiens. I've, I, I've have actually taken you up on your challenge. I'm not going to comment on on this today, but I will on a future show, and uh, I'll leave it at that. So, uh, Vinny, do you want to uh, uh, respond to that? Um. Well, 
Uh, yeah, I, I I would find it very interesting to find out if there's one particular cause of uh, rise and falls of civilizations. But as far as I've seen, it's always because a small predatory class has risen to extensive amounts of power. They go nuts, start to think that they're gods, start to believe that there's no consequences to their actions, stop caring about other people, actively try and manipulate them using all of their power. And uh, this is the uh, definition for conspiracy theorist in my mind. And uh, I use the term conspiracy theorist uh, in a different way to others. I see it as a positive thing. And I think because de uh, conspiracy theorist has been used as a negative word, a negative connotation to people for so long, we need to change that meaning back to mean a positive thing the way it should be. Because uh, conspiracy theorists uh, back in the day were called investigative journalists and researchers, you know, the people who actually found out what was really going on. And uh, today I take the meaning of conspiracy theorist to be a person who believes that powerful people who have a lot of influence use their power to gain more influence. It's pretty straightforward when you think about it like that, isn't it? Exactly. Because if you um, have a look at the opposite side of the spectrum, what's an opposite to a conspiracy theorist? A coincidence theorist. Right. Somebody <laughs> who thinks that everything happens by sheer coincidence. It's just random. Okay? Now, if you t look, take those two people and you put them side by side, coincidence theorist versus conspiracy theorist, which one of them sounds more insane right. and naive, okay? It's the person who thinks that everything happens by accident, that everybody in general, when you ask this question to, will think is completely and utterly naive and just completely crazy, which is the opposite um, to how they're currently thinking about it, that it's conspiracy theorists who are really crazy and the people who don't question everything that walk around as if nothing's going wrong, as if everything's sweet as a nut. They're actually the real crazy ones. Exactly, because they believe the notion that powerful, influential individuals with tons and tons of money never come together to make plans for the same agenda, you know? And that, hap that is happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week all around us. We just need to be conscious enough to say it. Vinny, your final words to take us out. Great show. Thanks so much for being on. Well, if uh, you'd like to listen to me, and as Lin Pastor Lindsay Williams says, you need to listen to the Vinny Eastwood show every day because things are moving so fast. Um, and I want to say, share something positive uh, with everybody. Um, when it comes to making decisions in your life, you've only got one moment to make it. And it's this moment, okay? It's a continuous one. That moment has stretched all the way out through history, and it will continue to stretch all the way on through eternity. So in a way, we get to share a moment with everybody who has ever lived or whoever will. And that is an encouraging thought. And that's why they call it the present, because it is a gift. Vinny, you've been a great guest. Thanks so much for being on. You're welcome back anytime. Check out the VinnyEastwoodShow.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we have time for. Stick around. Chris Everard is up next. <laughs>